الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن دعا بدعوته واستنى بسنته إلى يوم الدين وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد فأوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله عز وجل وسمعي وطاعة ويقول الحق سبحانه أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما All praises are due to Allah, Lord of the worlds And surely the best reward is for those who have taqwa And surely there is no animosity except for the oppressor And I bear witness that Allah is one and has no partners And that Muhammad, the son of Abdullah is his servant and his last messenger and may Allah constantly, always send peace and blessings to Muhammad to his family, to his companions, to all those who call to his way and establish his sunnah to the day of judgment as to what follows I begin by reminding myself and you of the importance of taqwa the importance of the relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the awareness of the reality of the creator of the heavens and the earth and when a person passes from the earth the earth it is the sunnah it is the way of the muslims that we say inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un we said surely we come from Allah and surely we will return to Allah and it is a trauma in the time of trauma we say this but this is a statement this is an understanding that we should carry with us constantly that we come from the creator of the heavens and the earth and we will go back in a transition to our Lord and that we should listen to the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take heed from the warnings of the last prophet Muhammad sallallahu we should hear this and we should obey because Allah Azza wa has revealed to us eternal knowledge He has given to us the Qur'an He has given to us guidance that not only guided the original companions but will continue to guide us today and in this book Allah Azza wa tells us O you who believe have the consciousness of Allah وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا sadida." Speak a straightforward word. He would repair your deeds, forgive you of your sins. And whoever obeys Allah and His Messenger has surely gained a mighty triumph. And so Allah speaks about after taqwa that the words that we say should be qawlan sadida, clear, straightforward, blocking any falsehood. It is like a said like a dam to block any falsehood clear statements that we should make and that clarity is something that we uh, want to be around it is that clarity 
that humanity needs today in a world of confusion where information is coming to us constantly we have to filter through this information to try to find out and realize what actually is true and what has been made up by men the last Prophet Muhammad was known as Sadiq al-Masduq he was the truthful one and he was believed by those who were truthful and in a hadith a long hadith reported by Thawban the Prophet begins talking about the vastness of his mission talking about the extent of the Ummah and he tells us إِنَّ اللَّهَ زَوَالِيَ الْأَرْضِ فَرَأَيْتُ مَشَارِقَهَا وَمَغَارِبَهَا وَإِنَّ مُلْكَ أُمَّتِي سَيَبْلُغُ مَا زُوِيَ لِي مِنْهَا The Prophet ﷺ said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ زَوَالِيَ الْأَرْضِ Allah folded up the earth for me. This is a miraculous thing where you could actually see the extents of the earth. It was like folded up to be in one picture. And so, the Prophet said, I could see to the far east and I could see to the far west. And Allah informed me, the Prophet said, that the extent that the my ummah would spread over and possess as far as I could see on both sides. So this is a miraculous thing for a man living in Arabia. 1400 years ago who does not have access to television, to movies, to cameras, to internet to be able to see the vastness of the earth and to be given a prediction which eventually came true because within 100 years the Muslims had spread far to the west all the way to the, to the Atlantic Ocean and it is reported that Uqba ibn Nafi, Rahimahullah, the great Tabi'i, rode his horse across North Africa. And he reached the Atlantic and he went right into the ocean. And he looked across the ocean. And he said, if I knew there was land across this ocean, I'll take this message across. I'll continue. That was the spirit of the, of the early believers. On the eastern side, the Muslims reached high into the mountains of Nepal. They, reached, they went down into China. Within 100 years, the message had spread that far. Way up to the north, into Russia. Deep south, on the Swahili coast of East Africa. And so the distance of the Muslims was an amazing distance. And contrary to what people say, and even recently they tried to write it, that Muslims conquered these lands with large armies, subjugating the people. This is not true. The reality was, the Muslims were small in number. The largest number of, of Sahaba was reported to be only about 140,000 that witnessed the Arafat sermon. And the Prophet ﷺ said, those who are present, take the message to all those absent. In other words, the rest of humanity. So with a small number of people, but with a message of Tawheed, of unity, 
unifying the concept of God, unifying humanity, that we're all part of one family, unifying knowledge, that sacred knowledge and secular knowledge are the same. All knowledge comes from Allah Azza With this concept, with this thirst that the believers had to travel and to gain knowledge, they were able to reach far into the, 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 the east and far into the west. Recently, about two weeks ago, the Turkish president, Tayyip Erdogan, he announced in a big conference, a major conference, it was considered to be the first ever Latin American Muslim leaders conference that was held in Istanbul, Turkey. This is just recently. So these are Latin American leaders from Mexico all the way down to deep South America. And it's surprising that what other Latin American leaders, who, what Muslims are in this region? How can something like this be possible? We thought there was only a few people in that part of the world. But a large conference was held, and in this conference, uh, our, our, our brother, a uh, leader of uh, the Turkish people, Erdogan, he said the religion of Islam was widespread before Columbus. Muslim sailors had arrived on the shores of America in 1178. Here, this is Erdogan speaking now. They arrived on the shores of America in 1178. Now this shook the press. The American press exploded now. Writers trying to come back. How dare you say something like this? How dare you make a report like this? Erdogan, as part of his proof, he uh, had the paper of a, one of our brothers, Yusuf Marua, who was a Canadian Arab Muslim, who had written about this as well. He used this paper to show that Columbus came around the shore of Cuba and he looked up to the hill and he said, there is a uh, mesquita, there is a masjid on the top of this hill. And the Spanish knew very well what masjids were because Muslims had lived in their country almost 800 years. And so he used this as a proof. But the press now went up against him. This is not true. Maybe it just was, a, it looked like a masjid. It was the silhouette of a, of a rock formation that he saw. Little did Erdogan know that there is actually a lot of evidence for this. That a person named Cyrus Gordon, who wrote a book called Before Columbus, this is not a Muslim. He talked about a ship that was wrecked in 1971. And on this shipwreck off the coast of Venezuela, this is in South America, they found a chest of gold coins. Most of the coins were Roman coins dating back to the 4th century AD. But there were two coins that had Arabic writing on it. And these coins dated back to the 8th century AD. And so when the scientists looked at the ship, their conclusion was that it was a Moorish ship, meaning a Muslim ship, a ship with Muslims from Spain, who had come into the region, 50 sailors were on the ship, and it reached approximately 800 AD. 
Little did uh, our president know in this bold statement that he made, and, and, and the importance of the statement is that the Columbus story is what they call a foundational myth. It is the root of Western civilization. It is a column that supports the whole justification for the colonization of the Americas. So if you shake the column, then you are ideologically shaking the whole civilization. So this was a powerful statement that he made. There is also proof that Muslim writers writing in the Arabic language and the writings are still available in libraries today. That in 956, Al-Mas'udi in his book, Muruj al-Dahab wa Ma'adan al-Jawhar, in this famous text, he wrote about the journey of a man named Khashqas ibn Sa'id, who left around 889 AD. That he left from Lisbon, what is now Lisbon in Portugal, he went into the ocean, he stayed a period of time and he came back with all types of goods and everybody in Spain, everybody in Al-Andalus knew about the journey of Khashqas. In 999, Abu Bakr ibn Umar al-Qutiyyah spoke about the journey of Ibn Farooq who went into the ocean, found islands on the ocean and then returned back to North Africa. In the 11th century, Al-Idrisi in his work Kitab al-Mamalik wal-Masalik writes about the journey of what he called Maghariba and that they went into the ocean, found a deserted island and from that island went to another set and they spoke with the king who had an interpreter who could speak Arabic. It's the 11th century he writes this. The king's interpreter could speak Arabic. So Arabic speaking people, Muslims have been going across the ocean and trading and doing business with the people. There is also proof from the 14th century, Al-Umari in Masalak al-Abrafi, Mamalak al-Amsar, who speaks about the journey of the great West African ruler, Mansa Musa, who made pilgrimage to Mecca in 1324. Remember 1492, Columbus. 1390, he made it in... Uh, made that journey in uh, 1342. And on that journey, Mansa Musa carried with him somewhere between 65 to 72,000 people. When he reached into Egypt, he spoke with Al-Umari's reporters. And he said, my older brother Abu Bakr left the shores of West Africa and he left with 2,000 ships and he never returned. These are the Mandinka people, known for their traveling across West Africa. They traveled across and now records clearly state and show how the Mandinka Muslims came across using the currents that take you from Senegal right into Brazil. They traveled across the Amazon basin they traveled into Peru, into Central America, and up into what is now the United States. A Harvard University professor, Leo Weiner, who wrote Africa and the Discovery of America, shows that they mixed with the First Nations native people, the Aboriginal people. They were living here in this part of the world. That is a reality that we as Muslims are not privy to. That is Qawlan Sadida. 
So when President Erdogan faced the world and said Columbus didn't discover America, he was speaking a straightforward word. Little did he know that also, or he didn't bring it out in his speech, that right in Turkey itself, there is hard evidence. Because the statement is being made to rebut the words of Erdogan, they are saying, you have no solid proof. You have no archaeological proof. You have no solid proof for this. But there is a map that was found in 1929. It was found in the library of Seralo in Istanbul. It was dated Muharram 919 after the Hijrah, which is the equivalent of 1530. And in this, the author Peri Rais had a series of maps which he gave to the Sultan Salim II. And on the map was the map of South America. This is 1513. And on this map which is preserved up until today, it had the correct longitude all the way across uh, from Egypt, all the way across to Brazil. It had you know, the, its latitude, its longitude, everything is almost correct. The coast of Guyana and Brazil is almost exact. How could they know this in 1513? Why does the world, why is the world not made privy to this? But the response was again, the president lied. He had no solid proof. Where is his physical evidence? But no, there is in Mexico City between 1939 to 1965, in the Art History College in Mexico City, a display was clearly there, which had pottery heads, which had terracotta, which had figures showing the faces of Muslims. And when they dated it, it dates long before Columbus. When Columbus came and he writes in his writings, he found the people with gold. The native people of the islands had gold, they call it guanine. And the guanine is the same alloy as the gold in West Africa. Exactly the same. And the West African Mandinka word is khanin or ghanin. It is the same as guanine. They also found out, historians and, and geographers, people of anthropology, they found out that names, tribes all over Central America are exactly the same as in West Africa. There is a people now living in Belize, living on the coastline called Garifuna. And they speak an African language and they have Muslim uh, cultural practices. They do not eat pork. They believe in one God. And they are returning to their faith up until today. Little did the writers who spoke against President Erdogan know that on July 31st, 1502, a Spanish boat reports, and it's in the memoirs of the Columbus family, the Spanish boat passes a Moorish boat in the Caribbean. And on the boat, there are women who are covering their face in the way that women used to do it in Granada. The cloth, the clothing is the same as Granada in Spain. Little did they realize that the reality of this part of the world 
is now coming forward to the truth. This is Qawlan Sadida. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, Qulu Qawlan Sadida, Yuslih lakum a'malakum. If you speak a straightforward word, He will repair your deeds. He'll forgive your sins. That's how important the truth is. There can be no peace without truth. There can be no peace in this land without justice. We will never solve the Palestinian issue unless the true story of Palestine showing everybody's story is given to the world and then we, we, we judge. And so Qawlan Sadida is an extremely important concept. And Howard Zinn, an American writer who wrote the people's history of America, he spoke about the island of Hispaniola. This is to show you the difference between the truth and what we are given. The island of Hispaniola, which is now Dominican Republic and Haiti, when the Spanish came, there were three million people on this island. It, is, it was considered to be the most densely populated area in the world. Three million people. But when the Spanish got finished with them, murdering, enslaving and killing, within 50 years, there were only 200 people left. This is the story of the Americas that we do not hear. And unless there is truth which is spoken in the land, there will never be peace. And Muslims have to be those who have qawlan sadida. Allah commanded us with this. Qulu qawlan sadida. It's a command. Speak. Straightforward word. So what happened to these Muslims today in Latin America? You will be surprised to know that in Venezuela, the same place where the ship was wrecked. Today there are over 100,000 Muslims in Venezuela. In Colombia, a bell was found in the church in the Palacio de la Inquisition. And it said written, they thought it was a design. And it said, National Islam, be khawafiq al-alam. It said, Islam spread with the, with the waving of banners. Right now in Latin America, this is from the area of Mexico down to the south, 5% of the population in Latin America are Arabic speaking people. That means somewhere between 25 to 30 million people in Latin America speak Arabic. This is shocking information. Some of the countries like in Argentina have 9% of their population are Arabic speaking people. Also we find a huge population in Brazil. And so from this 25 to 30 million people, many of them are Muslims. The majority are Christians. But many of the Arabic speaking people, millions are Muslims. And now we see the importance of the conference of Latin American Muslim leaders. That this is a center of Islam. And people are rising up now, coming forward. And our leaders have to be bold enough and strong enough to speak straightforward. Bold enough and strong enough to gain 
the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we can only pray that Allah azza wa jal would bless all of us to speak a straightforward word, that Allah would repair our deeds and forgive us of our sins. And with this, inshallah, we can gain the greatest reward. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullahi wa lakum wa lisa'ili muslimina min kulli dhanbin istaghfiru innahu huwa ghafur rahim. Alhamdulillah, al-wahad al-ahad al-fard al-samad al-ladhi lam yalad wa lam yulad wa lam yakul lahu kufuwan ahad wa usalli wa usallam ala khatam al-anbiya'i wa mursaleen nabiyana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa ba'd ya ibadullah attaqullah haythuma kuntum wa yaqulu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam inna likulli umma fitna wa fitnatu ummati al-mal the Prophet peace be upon him has said every nation has a trial and test and the trial and test of this nation is wealth. وَيَقُولَ الْحَقْ سُبْحَانَ مُخْبِرًا وَعَامِرًا إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُسَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا اللَّهُمَّ صَلِّ وَسَلَّمْ عَلَى عَبْدِكَ وَرَسُولِكَ مُحَمَّدٍ وارض الله عن الخلفاء الراشدين أبو بكر عمر عثمان وعلي وأنا برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله ربنا لا تزي قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفع عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا ما ربرا اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين إباد الله يرحمكم الله إن الله يعم بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء القربى وينهى عن الفشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون أقم الصلاة